0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Last Man Standing, a wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and let's get into it. Raw this week starts out before the e- even the opening could kick in. Uh, there would be a caravan of SUVs that would pull up. Triple H gets out, so we can only assume we are to be- leave that NXT members are in the rest of them. Um, after the open Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out to the ring to announce him quitting SmackDown and his plan to hunt Rey Mysterio. They were somewhat smart to kind of close the loophole that allowed him to do this. Um, would create by cutting through the facade of separate rosters by by saying his special contract kind of makes him able to do as he wishes, stating that people like uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns can't do what he did. It's all because of his contract that allowed him to to do what he's doing. So it's kind of smart that they they didn't leave that open because they literally just did the roster split. They don't need that to. Um, to appear like there's not going to be separate rosters. Uh, but anyways. After all of that. The hunt would begin for Rey Mysterio. Which is the whole reason that that Brock left Smackdown. Um, he'd be shown terrorizing people backstage throughout the night as he continued to hunt Rey Mysterio. Uh the first match of the evening, we got Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Natalia. Kind of an odd pairing, uh but it was a decent match for these ladies. The end would see Natalia submit Oscar with the sharpshooter. Uh obviously not for the uh for the tag titles, but it was still it was still a pretty decent match. Um, Although this this could put them them in the running for a a title shot down the road, we we'll, we will see. Um, Heyman and Lesler would come out to terrorize the announced team next. So it was kind of a short-lived backstage terror terrorizing run um, after Brock F5 one of the the new announced team through a table Mysterio would come out and beat the tar out of him with what looked like a bat or a metal pipe or something of the sort and then get a running start and nail him in the head with the title I'm not going to lie I was kind of hoping he would take a page out of his friend Eddie Guerrero's book and steal that title uh, you know the whole lie cheat and steal but I don't know. They, they did well with what they did. He would deliver a, an impassioned uh, promo later, which is something I feel like has been missing in their promos, by the way, is just passion and like drive and charisma for it. But he would deliver an impassioned promo uh, stating that he wanted to challenge for the Universal title at uh, Survivor Series. So it's one that we will wait and see. Um, i kind of hoping they do it, but at the same time, I think it would be nice to see something like, oh, wait, I said that wrong. Uh, he's not the Universal Champion. He's the WWE Champion. forgot. Flip of titles. Sorry. That is on me. I can go back and edit it, but it's it's uh, it's whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that they don't do that. I'd rather them do that either later down the road or um, on one of the just regular shows and allow for a... Triple threat match between him, The Fiend, and uh, Adam Cole. But we will see where that goes. Uh, Next, we had Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. This was an impressive match from these two former cruiserweights. They displayed displayed speed power and aerial proficiencies with murphy picking up the win using his murphy's law finisher Uh, again this this was a good match for those two showing why they should have been drafted to the main roster and taken off the the cruiserweight division to try to help bolster the 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 i don't know the appeal for both of them i guess is what i should go with although it's kind of sad that they they 205 is now becoming a lot like just kind of a testing ground like NXT is. It's the t- people on 205 and NXT deserve their own merit. They are all amazing athletes. It shouldn't be one. Well, let's see if you can prove yourself here and then we'll move you up to the main roster. 205 and NXT are part of the main roster. That That is what it is. Uh, again, that's my opinion. Uh, I feel like a lot of people share that opinion. So, yeah, if you don't. Oh well. <laughs> Next, we had Zelina Vega and Andrade versus Sincata and Catalina. Another. All right match. It was a good intro for Catalina as a competitor even if it was in a losing effort. I hope they didn't just bring her up to job with Sincara. Not that there's anything wrong with a, being a jobber. I mean like there there has to be people who lose in each match there. Okay? You can't have all winners. Um but being that she is a talented competitor that they're trying to introduce to the brand, I hope they don't just put her introducing her as a losing effort. Um mm-hmm. It kind of downplays the newer talent, and I don't feel like you need to do that. You need to bolster them. Um, but again, that's my opinion. You can't have everybody winning all the time. Next, Rusev would challenge Lashley, but Lashley would come out on crutches and instead offer up Drew McIntyre in his place. And it seems like McIntyre looks to pick up his push right where he left it pre-injury. But at least in this match, it wasn't just sheer dominance of McIntyre putting him up against a believable op- opponent in Rusev um I'm glad that they're not doing what they're they've been doing for the likes of of the uh, I almost called them the war raiders the viking raiders and just giving them these jobbers these these local enhancement talents um and instead giving him real real comp- real looking competition Um, the match would end in a disqualification when Lashley would reveal his non-injury by attacking with his crutch. And once Rusev looked like he was going to get an upper hand, Orton appears and hits the RKO out of nowhere. Ricochet would save Rusev's proverbial bacon from the double team though. Um, yeah, this it's, I like that they're, they're continuing their, their bonds that they, they formed in crown jewel instead of it just being something that, Hey, this happened now it's done. Out next, we had the OC versus the Street Profits and Humberto Carrillo. Sorry if I said that wrong. I probably will continue to say it wrong. Um, I'll try to get better, but that is another story. Another good outing for the Street Profits and Carrillo as they gain their footing on the main roster. AJ Styles and the OC would pick up the win, though, as AJ pinned Carrillo using the ropes. But by hook or by crook, a win is a win. It's end of the story. That's all that matters. Uh, next, we would have Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. A decent match to round out the show, but I don't know. It still still left me wanting more. Um, and I don't mean in like the good way. I, I, w- I wanted them to do more with that match, knowing what Rollins and Cole are both capable of. It sh- just didn't feel like the match that the fans deserve and that they could have delivered to us. Uh, it it, it an- Another match ended in... De- Q with the undisputed era interfering, and then the NXT Raw brawl would end the show. Um, all in all, Raw was decent. Uh, they're they're getting better heading into Survivor Series. It's it it kind of lets me down that the, everything hypes up before the before one of the four major pay per views. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's nice to. Nice to have something new to go to. Uh, next, let's get into next. Let's get into NXT. Uh, sorry, that made myself laugh because NXT next. Yeah. You, you get what you picking up what I'm laying down. Um, Retribution for their invasion of Raw took place before the event with the OC attacking the Undisputed Era, then making their way to the NXT ring. Although there is no love lost between the Undisputed Era and Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa would have something to say about this invasion, though. He would be joined shortly by Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. This would lead to the main event later on in the night that would see the OC versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. It was an exciting match, but we'll get into that here in a minute. Now, let's get into some action. The first match in the night saw Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Another impressive match from these two. Of course, it's, it's what I've come to expect from... From Pete Dunn, it's it. He's delivered a lot since he came over uh, to the NXT's main roster. I, main roster. I don't know whether to count NXT UK is not part of their main roster. I, I guess. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Um, but yeah, since he's came over from NXT UK, he, and even over there, he was delivering hella good performances. So uh, towards the end of the match, it looked like Priest was going to go low for the stolen victory again, but Dunn would see it coming, and as they say, turnabout is fair play, and hit a low blow on his own, then locking in his submission on Priest. Killian Dane would attack him from behind afterwards. Um, Priest basically would want to get a piece for himself as well, and Dane didn't like that, so he just beat them both up. Uh, it was interesting. Um, if you don't know, Dane was put out on, well not put out, but has two allegedly two broken fingers for um, from done. I don't know if they're really broken or not. They might be. I might just say, be saying allegedly, just for nothing. I don't know. Anyways, the next match though was Tynara versus Santana Garrett. A good showing from these ladies, especially for the debuting Santana, even in the losing effort to Ty-Nara, uh, Who would win? Um, it was short, as sweet. It was a good match though. Uh, Dakota Kai would take on Shayna Baszler with shafir and duke into of course the nxt crowd would be very very much behind baszler but i i will say i'm i'm very much a kai supporter and it's not just because i'm a i'm a big face fan um I, i'm a big supporter of her work i like team kick i like like what they're doing even if they turn heel i mean like i, I like bailey and she's definitely a heel now definitely definitely a heel now uh but anyways that's getting off topic um it started out very much in Kai's favor, but one slip up and Baszler would take over. Though Kai would have her moments where it would would appear that she would mount a comeback, Basler would stuff them out. She would have a flurry at the end, but again Basler would look in look lock in her submission for the win. Uh, after that, a brawl would ensue between the women's division. We would find out later that the fourth member of Team Ripley will not be Kai, but instead will be Mia Yim. Uh, so that that'll be a good match. I don't know. I'm still kind of hoping that they would make it a five woman because then you can pull in all of all of Baszler's crew, and then still have two open spots, and then also all of all of Team Kick plus add Mia Yim, and it'd just be be really good. Uh, again, personal opinion. They might do that. Who knows? We will see. There's still plenty of time for it. Next, we had Tony Nice versus Angel Garza for the cruiserweight title shot. Some fast-paced action, good back and forth one would expect from a cruiserweight bout. Uh, one rather cheesy yet still entertaining part for this match is where Garza's wardrobe malfunction uh, would happen. And I put wardrobe malfunction in quotes because we all know it. Well, we don't all know if you're listening to this and you might not watch it. Um, but, uh, his wardrobe malfunctions aren't really malfunctions. They're planned. He, he wears pull away pants and has trunks underneath it. Uh, if you don't watch it, there's that little bit of info, but it happened. And when it does did this time, nice would power bomb a pair of pants. Uh, it was, it was interesting. Um, not something you get to say every day, so I would definitely wanted to include that in my notes. Um, I believe uh, Mauro Ronaldo actually said that on air that you don't get a, uh, nothing he ever imagined he'd say. Uh, so I'm not trying to steal credit. That, that definitely wasn't my line because he's 100% right. It's not something you get to say every day. But, anyways, Garza would win with the wing clipper to end an exciting match and earn a title shot. Leo Rush would come out to congratulate him and offer to shake his hand. Garza wouldn't do it. Uh, kind of a kind of slap it to the face to to the the good good vibes that Leo Rush was trying to pull off. But they will have a match this week on NXT. Out next we had Isaiah Scott versus Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, that's another name that I've been practicing on saying. So this was an excellent match. Second best match of the night in my opinion. Both went hard, delivering their arsenal. Of both power and high risk moves. To end though. We would see Dijakovic pull out the win. As he continues his upward rise. I would not be surprised to see him. Or Keith Lee pulled up to the main roster soon. Because they are both big guys. And we all know how much Vince loves big guys. Uh, The final match of the night. And the best match of the night. Hands down no questions asked. If you don't like it you can fight me. The OC versus Ciampa. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle again like I said this was the match of the night Uh, this was an amazing saw some amazing teamwork from both sides an amazing pairing you wouldn't see any other time of the year other than Survivor Series Uh, I could go into so much detail about this match what made it so awesome but it's one I really wholeheartedly think you should go back and watch whether you watch it on the WWE Network whether you pirate it from somewhere else watching it on YouTube I don't know if they have it on YouTube if they do if you can find it awesome watch it that way watch this match Um, but for those that can't I will give you the absolute highlight so if you don't want to hear it skip ahead like 10 seconds maybe 15 to be safe but Finn Balor made an appearance making a nod to his former stable mates, distracting uh, and helping them out a little bit but in the end it would end in a DQ with everybody just going nuts so yeah that was about 15 seconds 15-20 seconds so if not if you cut the tail end of the, I do apologize for not giving you enough time to, to skip ahead again Should go watch it anyways. Now let's jump straight into SmackDown. Baron Corbin would start the night, and for what it was worth, it was a well-phrased promo. I like the wording of it. It just, again, goes back to what I was discussing with Rey Mysterio is what made his so awesome. It lacks passion. I just, I don't know if Corbin just can't do that. Um, I haven't seen it from him yet, so it might be something that's not in his wheelhouse. Maybe he should get somebody that helps him cut promos uh like a Paul Heyman or like a Sami Zayn is doing for for the likes of Nakamura. I don't know if he can do it. That's what he needs to add to his promo. So if you're listening Corbin, don't worry everybody. He's not. But if he is, add add passion, man. That's what you need. Get there. You got it. Um it would have been a great promo if he would have had that. Uh next we would have the revival versus the new day for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. This was a good match, albeit short, but I will say I'm kind of disappointed they took the titles off the Revival. That's right. The New Day would win their seventh championship as a tag team, seeing... I almost said Woods, but it's not Woods. He's out with injury. Um, But we would see Big E and Kingston take the win. Um, I mean, I get they will be exponentially increase the entrance in the tag match having the new day in it for survivor series but the revival has a ton to offer and could help share carrying the weight of the division they don't need to rely strictly on the new day to for these major major pay-per-views um teams like the new day are there they are great teams uh you got a ton of them in there right now that could help if they would just let them share the thing, but they feel like they need a team like the New Day to bring it in. Which don't get me wrong, New Day is an amazing team. They they do great promos. They do great work in the ring. They offer excitement. The Revival can do the same thing though. I I just I disagree with the move. That's just my opinion. Um, next we had Sammy. We got to see Sammy Zayn attempt to rally Daniel Bryan to be another one of his clients. I like that Sane is getting more airtime but at the same time they could do so much more with him he has a lot of in ring potential and not just potential just skill um you see it and if you go back and watch a lot of his indie indie matches in uh, ring of honor and and the such um he could do a lot he's he's a great promo though so they they're doing well with him there they just need to get him back in the ring and doing more in my opinion Um, and I feel like that's a lot of people opinions. I say, in my opinion, uh, I feel like there are a lot of people that would agree with me, but again, I don't know. This is a single man podcast. That's why I am the last man standing. I'm also like probably one of the last people to post their podcast about wrestling for the week. So that's kind of where the name comes in. If you guys were ever curious, anyways, heavy machinery, we're out. Next, for a match, we would never find out who they were going to face because they would be attacked by NXT UK's Imperium. Members of SmackDown Locker Room, though, would come out and make the save. Anyways, out next, we would have Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn, of course, and Cesaro in tow. Versus Ali and Chad Gable. Aka Shorty G, aka NBA 2K20, create a character, and I'm not saying this to take away from Chad Gable. Don't get me wrong; he has a lot of in-ring talent. Um, he's a great performer. He just this gimmick—it's—it's it's stupid. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. I hate it. It's dumb. Come on get better. Anyways, I digress. This was a pretty decent match from these four gentlemen. Uh, The end would see Nakamura hit the Kinshasa for the win. Out next, we had Nikki Cross versus Sasha Banks. A decent match. Bailey at ringside playing to her heel gimmick. Again, I'm a big Bailey fan. I don't care that she's turned heel, which is kind of odd because I'm I'm really a face fan, but uh, she was really playing it up. Um, Even ignoring Corey Graves at times because she feels like she doesn't owe him any explanation, especially him, any explanation. Uh, she would cut down the fans the whole time, even interfering in the match, seeing Banks win. Uh, not seeing, but helping her win. Afterwards, Bailey would attack Cross, but then be attacked in turn by Shayna Baszler. Uh, and out next, uh, we would see Daniel Bryan again with Sami Zayn, trying to convince him to join. The Fiend would attack Daniel Bryan and uh, I can I really hope this leads to a program between the fiend and Daniel Bryan. Um, I, have read some things. A lot of people wonder if it's going to lead to the fiend going back and reworking programs to the people that Bray Wyatt had lost to, which could be pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I really, really hope they do a good programs though. Um, I know they're capable of it. The, the fiend and Bray Wyatt being the same person. They're both very talented, uh, individuals very charismatic and very very good at what they do. So we will just wait and see. Out next we had Tyson Fury giving a promo thanking Braun Strowman for the opportunity. Uh, the V team would come out and just be demolished by him. That's all there was to that. Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose versus Carmella and Dana Brooke were up next. The winner would join Sasha Banks, who would is going to lead Team SmackDown at uh, Survivor Series. Just kind of a meh match, uh, which is kind of sad because I know Brooke has been improving a lot and DeVille, Rose, and Carmella can deliver. So it it, it, it was a very high potential match, uh, but it just it didn't live live up to it. They, they kind of set coast, and that's what they did was coast. Um, anyways, in the end, Brooke would win, pinning DeVille, adding her and Carmella to Team SmackDown. Out next was the main event of the night, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Uh, it was a pretty decent match between these two. Kind of, kind of acts as a filler to continue their their feud. Uh, wasn't the great, wasn't terrible. Um, Ziggler and Rude would interfere, distracting Reigns for some reason. Um, I don't know why they were involved or what what purpose it, it served. Uh, other than to help give him like a non clean win over Reigns, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll add to it and give an explanation. Uh, but Corbin would pick up the win, uh, continuing this program with Reigns. So we will see where they go with this. Okay. Now let's get to AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, if I don't, if I sound excited about it, it's because I am. It was a great show, uh, but I do want to go on the record and make a few things clear here, real quick. I am, I'm going off my notes that I wrote while I was watching it. Um, the things that I enjoyed. I am not going to go into full gear because I didn't get to watch it. I did read. I do know what happens at full gear, um, but I don't want that to take away from what I was able to see because I didn't get to watch full gear. So I don't really, I only have somebody else's opinion on what happened and I don't want to do that. I don't want to give you somebody else's opinion. I want to give you what I thought of what was going on. So I won't be talking about full gear other than this little caveat that I had that talked about, Hey, I know what happens. I'm just not going to get into it. So anyways, Oh, and the reason I'm not going to get into it and didn't get to see it is I I honestly, I just don't have the money this time of year. Well, really any time of year kind of broke, but anyway, well, besides being able to pay my bills kind of broke, um, don't have the money to just keep investing in pay-per-views plus all this other stuff. So, but that's neither here nor there, um, AEW let's get to it. Pack versus Trent was up next this was a decent match to start the show good back and forth from the two along with some entertaining bits from Orange Cassidy which we've all come to expect uh, he would get in the ring and kind of do his kind of unemphatic uh, little kicks to to pack who wouldn't have any of it and it was just all in all it was it was entertaining uh the insaw pack hit the black arrow for a two count but then he would lock in the brutalizer for the win out next we would have cody with honestly one of the best promos that i've seen in a while and again this comes down to passion which i feel like if if a lot of the people over in wwe would use to deliver their promos would be so much better um anyways he would get to his big announcement that they've been they've been teasing at all week that if he doesn't defeat Jericho at full gear, he will never challenge for the aew title again um, one thing I'm curious about and, and they didn't really really make it hundred percent clear I I think it sounds like he